From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Welcome to WIA National News for week commencing August 9. We start the news this week with a timely reminder to ensure you do pay your amateur licence renewal on time. As Gordon, VK4VP says ACMA provide just 60 days as a grace period. Generally, they will send out a letter advising that your licence has expired as a reminder to renew it. You may have waited a long time to get a particular call sign and it can be gone all too quickly. Put a note on the calendar or in your computer to remind you of the date for renewal and if you hear nothing by that time, a check of the website or a phone call to ACMA may prevent losing that cherished call sign. The first formal gathering of Australian community broadcast technologists called Technorama 2009 is to be held Friday the 4th of September through to Sunday the 6th in Melbourne. VK3 Triple FM tells how to find more information. Download program and registration forms from www.cbaa.org.au. Click on Technorama tab at the left of the screen. Use the CBAA discussion Technorama forums for latest information or for questions to ask. All station technologists, engineers, managers, sector suppliers of technical services and equipment, in fact anyone that contributes to technology decisions or techs wishing to get involved Australia-wide are invited to attend. Launch your own personal do-it-yourself satellite. Enter Orbital's TubeSat personal satellite and best of all the $8,000 price of the TubeSat kit actually includes the price of a launch into low Earth orbit. Launches are expected to begin in the fourth quarter of 2010. The International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on August 15 and 16 is fast approaching and most Australian lighthouses are easily accessible. An exception to this most southerly lighthouse on the mainland which is at Wilson's Promontory, Victoria. Adam Shrimpton, VK3PHY, is set for the 18-kilometre walk to reach the lighthouse carrying a Yasu FT817 transceiver, dipole, quarter-wave 20-metre vertical, 9-metre squid pole, battery and charger, plus food and warm clothes. Barry, VK3PV, went on to say there are still lighthouses available to put to air. Check out illw.net. Brian, vk 3 HXR joins us with some important words to our audio rebroadcasters using MP3s. Yes, the MP3 file has been available for a while and has always been used by the HF, repeater and IRLP broadcasters. And if you're involved with putting the news to air, you'll love the new system, especially if you're writing automation scripts. Every episode is now uniquely named with a date and the title and there are command line podcatchers to make your life easier. No more wondering if the downloaded wianews.mp3 file is the most current one. You'll know it is. So head over to the wia.org.au website and you'll find the podcast link on the news broadcast page in the news and events section. And if you're an iTunes user, you'll find it in the iTunes podcast directory by searching for Wireless Institute. And from the Wireless Institute members, particularly the members in Maribor, Queensland, and one in Curra near Gympie, well, they were transmitting out of their trees last Sunday. Yes, Australia's National Tree Day. Once again, Ray, VK4 Tango Papa Tango from Merge, had organised living trees as radiating HF antennas. Cathy, VK4KJ, Van, VK4VAN, Bob, VK4FNBL, and myself, VK4TPT, 
attempted to utilize a U.S. Navy configuration involving a non-resonant toroidal coil and tuned parallel lines without success, and so reverted to a tuned toroid with coaxial feed. Despite only being able to tune to the 40 meter band and very heavy QRWM, that's interference from a washing machine, Merge were able to make contact with VK2 AMI Mobile at Aramac, VK2 FRKO at Lemon Tree Passage, VK4 BE at Harvey Bay, VK4 SWR Mobile in Townsville, VK2 HF at McLean, VK2 MPT in Sydney, VK2 ABN south of Batemans Bay, VK3 EW on the Mornington Peninsula, and VK7 ROY near Launceston. Word is they may also have just had their call copied down at Davis Bay, Antarctic. Time and the QSL card will tell. Deliberate jamming has long occurred on the short wave bands as nations want to deny their citizens access to foreign broadcasts. The practice is now being suggested within Australia for another reason. Jim Linton, VK3PC, explains. Analogue FM stations in Victoria's second largest city, Geelong, fear their listeners will be lured to tune into the new digital transmission stations in Melbourne. Grant Broadcasters Proprietary Limited, which operates two FM stations in Geelong, has called on the ACMA to jam the Melbourne signals. This because there will be a considerable delay in extending digital radio to Geelong and other regional areas. We did follow this story up with a spokesman from Commercial Radio Australia's DAB Plus Engineering Committee who says ACMA will not contemplate such a move. From Geelong, a little further west, it's to South Australia. Hams across Australia. I'm Bob, VK5NZ. VK2, the next meeting and AGM of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society will be held at Industry World off Spring Hill Road, Coniston, on Tuesday the 11th of August 2009 at 7.30pm. At this meeting, the present committee will stand down and those that wish to stand again will do so. Please consider nominating to become a committee member to assist the club with the good work needed to keep the club rolling along. Please note the nomination forms are available on their website. For those that don't have internet access, please call Tony VK2TS on 0404 839 and alternate arrangements can be made. The membership fees also help keep 12 repeaters and 3 APRS digipeaters on air. VK3. Now until August 10th, it's the Bogong High Plains Winter Expedition. So listen out for NERG's VK3GT, VK3SN and VK3HFI across the HF bands and local VHF-UHF repeaters during their annual cross-country expedition. Then, Thursday, August 13, the NRERG Annual General Meeting and Elections. VK5. Here is Jade, VK5FXYL, on behalf of the Elizabeth Amateur Radio Club. On the 22nd of August at Mawson Lakes Library, we are hosting a meet and greet information demonstration about amateur radios. 
There will be active on air and technical displays. A chance to meet members of the club and ask general questions about amateur radio. Bring your friends, bring your family, bring even your neighbours. Everyone is welcome. This is a chance to learn about a fantastic hobby. It starts at 10 in the morning and it finishes at 4pm. We look forward to seeing you there. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1WIA. Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. I'm James, VK6FRJA. Summerland. Lismore Region are running a foundation course over the RD Contest Weekend, the 15th and 16th of August, at a cost of $20.00 plus the textbook and plus the exam fee. Advanced Theory course will be the 22nd and 23rd and the 29th and 30th of August. The four-day course will cost $50 plus the textbook and plus the exam fee. WIA examination fees are currently $35 for under 18 years of age or $67 for adults. Contact Duncan, VK2DLR. His phone number is 6628 1337. Tassie's Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club The Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club has welcomed new members Peter, VK7LCW, and Chris, VK7KEE. Members are advised that the next meeting will be a social meeting on the 29th of August. It is anticipated that Day will have a guest speaker providing a session on radio-controlled model aeroplanes. The Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club offers full assessments to its members and to any other person who are interested in upgrading their amateur qualifications or sitting any other of the licence exams. Details may be obtained from Keith Winkler, VK7KW, on telephone 6428 2185. I'm Jason, VK2FEDS. International news with thanks to RSGB. Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. China now at 90,000 hams. Ham radio is growing in China, according to the Chinese Radio Sports Association, which oversees licensing for hobbyists in the world's most populous country. Some 90,000 of the world's radio amateurs are in that nation, and the number has been steadily growing in recent years. This despite mobile phones and the internet becoming commonplace in nearly all of the country. U.S. Senate wants to know what spectrum is in use. The United States Senate Commerce Committee wants Congress to get an inventory on how the nation's spectrum is being used and managed. To accomplish this, the committee has passed a measure, backed by the Communications Subcommittee Chairman, to have the Federal Communications Commission and the National Telecommunications and Information Administration report to Congress on how much spectrum is used in each band and how. This includes what portions require a licence for use and what portions allow unlicensed use. Radio could challenge BPL for electrical system monitoring. FM subcarriers on broadcast stations, also called SCA channels, could challenge BPL in the area of power grid monitoring. 
Jerry Gall, KE7GGV, speaking on Amateur Radio Newsline, said BPL should watch out. Here comes SCA. E-Radio and Direct Energy announced that they are partnering with manufacturers of smart grid devices such as thermostats, in-home displays, load controls and appliances to use broadcast RF as a way to monitor power consumption needs. Using FM subcarriers leased from radio stations, E-Radio transmits the notifications to the home-based receivers across a municipality or utility service area that results in significantly reduced peak energy demand. The technology can also intervene on the consumer's behalf, cycling off appliances for set periods of time during peak periods. Weird and wonderful. I'm John VK5BUI. Portable too, for the time being. Ever wondered how the French call sign system is derived? According to the call sign QSO, F1 is an old call issued for only 144 megs and up, but allowed in the HF band since 2003. F2, two-letter suffix, is an old call sign issued between 1950 and 1955s. F3, two-letter suffix, is an old call issued between the 30s and 40s. F4 is an old FA1 or a regular without CW on 144 until 2003 and on HF after 2003. A licence without CW only allows automatic CW, not manual. F5 is a regular full licence of the 1950s with a two-letter suffix, or an old FB1 with a three-letter suffix, or a regular full licence from 99 to 2003. F6 with a three-letter suffix is a regular full licence from between 1968 and 1998, F7, with a two-letter suffix, was issued to a NATO member ham in France between 1949 and 1967. F8 is an old licence from pre-World War II, with a two-letter suffix, or an old FB1 with CW certificate, with a three-letter suffix, of a new ham with a full CW licence issued after 2003. F0XXX call signs with three-letter suffixes are novice licences for phone only on 144 megs, 10 watts. F2, F3 or F9 are old call signs reissued to full new licensees just after World War II. An F8K XX license is issued to a radio club. Some national ham associations have call signs as follows. F6PTT, the National Postman's Association. F8UFT, the Union Française de Telegraphiste. F8AFH, the French National Association for Blind or Disabled Hams. It's worthwhile knowing that the old F2, F3, F9 licences never had a three-letter suffix. For the overseas French territories, it's more of the same. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Brisbane area, it can be heard on 1843 kHz AM at 0900 local time Sunday mornings. I'm Terry, VK4Alpha, Alpha Tango. Nip down to your newsagent and get the August issue of Amateur Radio. It's already out, sharp on the first of the month. Look for the dramatic photo of a huge 26-metre dish on the front cover. That's 85 feet if you're still tuned to the Imperial Measure, which is far wider than most residential blocks. EME stands for Earth, Moon, Earth, and there's a dedicated group of amateurs who bounce their signals off our big natural satellite to communicate around the globe. 
Two of these EME buffs are Rex, VK7MO, and Justin, VK7TW. And if you turn to page 22 this month, you can read all about their recent achievements. Yes, they were using that monster dish shown on the front cover and only 3 milliwatts of transmitter power. What a difference a bit of antenna gain makes. And of course, there's more big dish colour photos inside the back cover. Just imagine a group of school kids in Switzerland chatting to Doug, VK3UM, in Victoria, but via a transmission path of 750,000 kilometres by bouncing the signal off the moon. This was on sideband, and Doug was using his 8.6 metre dish on 23 centimetres and around 500 watts of transmitter power. The kids call Doug the man in the moon, but he seems not to mind too much. Read his account of the most successful adventure on page 24 and see Doug's dish pictured inside the back cover. Contests are great fun and there are plenty of them coming up this month and next. Make sure you are up to speed on the rules by reading pages 42 to 46. Peter Harding, VK4OD, has full coverage for the Remembrance Day contest and there's also the Alara contest plus the Westlakes Cup. Regular columns as well, courtesy of Craig Edwards, VK8PDX, who's now in Alice Springs. Support the WIA and sign up today to make sure you get AR Magazine in your mailbox every month. See wia.org.au today to sign up and become a member of the Wireless Institute. For VK1WIA, I'm Greg, VK3FUNK, the Funky Man, and you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Next Saturday is the 15th August, and that heralds in this year's RD contest. Prior to the contest commencing, we will present this year's opening speech. We have a very special lineup of special guest speakers, and due to the lineup this year, we will present an extended broadcast that will run for 30 minutes. Yes, that's right, 30 minutes. And as such, it will commence at 07.30 UTC and not 07.45 as in the past. Following on from last week, where Lieutenant Chris McGraw on active service in East Timor spoke about the World War II radio operator in Timor. Here now is Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, with some more on that story. World War II saw the need for skilled radio people to operate and maintain defence radio equipment. Amateurs filled this need and many helped in the creation of a communications infrastructure for the Australian Defence Force. One such person was signalman Max Lovelace, VK7ML Silent Key. He was an amateur before World War II and became involved as a signals operator with Sparrow Force on Dutch Timor with the AIF. Members of the 2nd Australian Independent Company Fortress Signals Section and members of the 8th Division Signals pooled their resources and built a set capable of raising Darwin. After many trials and much revision, a radio was devised from pieces of other sets and from parts scrounged among the troops and stolen from the enemy. And on the 20th of April 1942, Darwin was made aware that the Australians in Timor were alive and well. The bulk of the work was undertaken by signallers Max Lovelace and Keith Richards, assisted by Jack Sargent and John Donovan. <laughs> 
The set was affectionately named Winnie the War Winner after Winston Churchill. And after several days of answering some personal questions, Darwin was convinced of the authenticity of the signals and was able to arrange much-needed supplies to be delivered to the isolated troops. A wonderful story of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Remember, logs must be received by September 15. Let me introduce myself. I am Leslie VK5HLS, the new Alara Contest Manager. I am looking forward to hearing lots of you YLs and OMs on the air during the last weekend of August, Saturday, August the 29th to Sunday the 30th. At 0600 UTC Saturday until 1159 UTC Sunday. That is 0600 UTC Saturday, August the 29th until 11.59 UTC, Sunday, August the 30th. The rules of the contest are on the Alara website at www.alara.org.au, in your August AR and also in the last Alara newsletter. No excuses for not getting on the air and having a go. I look forward to speaking with some of you on the radio waves and then being inundated with logs before the 30th of September. From Alara to Lighthouses. Earlier we heard of the VK7 lights. Well, don't forget Westlake's ARC in conjunction with Port Stephens ARC have registered and will be activating Nora Head Lighthouse over the IWW 15th, 16th August, operating as VK280Z portable. Special events, speaking, DX and net advice. Spanish Grand Prix. The Formula One Spanish Grand Prix will take place in Valencia. Look for special call signs to be active until August 23. All with suffixes F-U-V. A special award will be issued to those who make at least three QSOs with three different stations. QSL manager will be Jose, EA5FL, director via the Bureau. Further information can be found at qrz.com. GB111HP Viv G4PLY will activate special event station GB111HP on the air during the month of August. This is a tribute to Harry Patch, GB90WWI, who sadly passed away on Saturday, July 25th, five weeks after celebrating his 111th birthday. He was the oldest surviving combatant living in the UK who fought in World War I. QSL via G4PLY, director via the Bureau. DX goes to Twitter. GB7MBC, one of Europe's busiest DX clusters, is now on the Twitter social networking system. Postings provide such things as DX news, contest news and solar information. To follow GB7MBC on Twitter, just go to twitter.com forward slash GB7MBC and add it to your list of tweets you follow. With the growing popularity of ham radio on Twitter, it's very likely that lots of other activities like radio club bulletins and the like will soon be showing up there as tweets as well. Maybe even a synopsis of important national news stories will show up sometime soon. If you're at Twitter interested in doing this, contact nationalnews at wia.org.au. More information on Twitter is at www.twitter.com.
Intruder to watch, I'm Aiden VK. Three FABA repeater problems continue in the UK. Malicious interference and other firms of on-air abuse are still plaguing repeaters in London, England. Because of this, at least one system is considering some drastic action with support of government regulators. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, says that repeater users in the London area will be aware that the abuse continues to mar the network, with, major- with the majority making it unpleasant for those who simply wish to enjoy the hobby. The East London 2 meter repeater GB3EL has been suffering from abuse recently and the keeper has instigated a curfew between 6pm and 6am to reduce the instances of abuse. This action has proven effective in the past and the RSGB Emerging Technologies Committee and Ofcom support the keeper's actions. The ETCC encourages proactive measures by all keepers to manage their repeaters in accordance with the terms of those NOVs. Users are especially asked to consider their own actions and not to react when abuse is heard, as this is just what abusers are hoping will happen. The term NOV used in that report stands for Notice of Variation to a UK ham licence that permits one to put up a repeater. Unlike the United States where anyone can install a temporary repeater to replace one that's gone dark to fight user abuse, in the UK it is the National Society that holds all of the repeater operations licences. An individual who decides to put a repeater up without it being licensed could wind up doing some serious time in the Old Grey Bar Hotel. I'm Brian, VK3HXR, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Groups. CW. Fists are proudly announcing their latest new member, VK3KS Mavis. Last month, Fists featured the exceptional achievement of Mavis Stafford, VK3KS CW operator, who recently celebrated completing 70 years as a radio amateur. The suggestion was made that in recognition of this outstanding achievement, Fists should invite Mavis to be an honorary member of Fists Down Under. Delightedly, she accepted. Mavis' career is covered in last month's Fists Down Under. To digital... W1AW bulletins to add digital modes. We have word that the ARRL's W1AW bulletin station will add new digital modes to its transmitting schedule in mid-August. The Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey operating schedule, complete with times and frequencies, can be found on the ARRL webpage. The Final Frontier. The Perseids are coming. Earth is entering a stream of dusty debris from Comet Swift Tuttle, the source of the annual Perseid meteor shower. Although the shower will not peak until 11 and 12 of August, the show is already underway. We're just on the outskirts of the debris stream now. If you go out at night and watch the sky, you'll probably only see a few Perseids per hour. According to science at NASA, the Earth passes through the densest part of the debris stream sometime on August 12th, when dozens of meteors can be seen per hour. Perseids can appear in any part of the sky with their tails all pointing back to the shower's radiant in the Perseus constellation. For radio amateurs, media showers provide increased opportunity for media scatter communication. Since the year 2000, several digital modes implemented by computer programs have replaced voice and Morse code communications in popularity. The most popular program is Weak Signal Communication by K1JT, known by the acronym WSJT, which offers specific digital protocols optimised for media scatter, ionospheric scatter, EME at VHF and UHF, as well as HF skywave propagation. The program can decode fraction of a second signals reflected from ionised meteor trails and steady signals at 10 dB below the audible threshold. Worldwide Special Interest Group Military Government recognises work of Bletchley Park veterans. The UK government has decided to recognise the vital contribution made by members of the Government Code and Cipher School at Bletchley Park during the Second World War. 
surviving military and civilian veterans who served at Bletchley Park and its outstations during the Second World War are eligible for a commemorative badge. The award of the commemorative badge is a fitting recognition of the vital role played by the Government Code and Cipher School during the war. Interest Groups Radio Scouting Northwest Tasmanian Amateur Radio Group has as one of their goals to assist with communication and AR promotion at the forthcoming Jota Jyoti in October 2009. Initial agreements and contacts have been made with district commissioners, scout leaders and groups in the Northwest to have a more structured approach to this year's events. A meeting will be convened within the next few days to begin coordinating what is hoped to be a successful event this year. The lowdown column including precision beacon transmissions. On July 28th, the FCC approved a modification that expands the ARRL's 500kHz licence WD2XSH. According to experiment coordinator Fritz Rab, Whiskey One Fox Romeo, the expansion allows for more frequencies, more stations and portable operations. We can now operate between 495 to 510 kHz, Rab said. We will not be using 500 kHz itself, so as to ensure there is no conflict with the heritage stations on that frequency. I'm Brian, VK3HXR. Well, as they say in the good book, that does take us to the end of WIA National News for another week. Quick look at the social scene. August 9 is Sarkfest from 8 o'clock at the club rooms, Richmond Hill. August 22, also VK2, the Blue Mountains Amateur Radio Club's Winterfest, Simeon Road in Orchard Hills. In September, September 12, VK4 Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club's Sunfest at Wombai School of Arts Hall. September 13, VK5, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest, 9.30am at Goodwood Community Centre. September 18 to 20 in VK4, the big one, the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention. September 25 to 27, and again in VK4, the Central Highland Amateur Radio Club's annual general meeting at Camp Fairburn, which is, of course, near Emerald. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. We'll do it all again next week. Till then, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.